Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Old New York Podcast episode. Fuck, man. I just released one last night. It's fucking episode nine, right? I think we're at episode nine. Let me fact check. Real fact check. Second. Just give me one moment to figure this the fuck out. But we're back. Old New York Podcast. Welcome back. We're kind of raw dogging it. I just ditched the whole fucking ditched the whole that shit i just kind of said fuck it i'm like i don't really know if i'm here for that no more i've been it's weird because i've been listening to the like the old joe rogan's like uh oh wait oh we are at episode nine so welcome to episode nine of the old new york podcast follow the tiktok follow the instagram the old new york underscore let's fucking go bitches um we're almost at 10 episodes of the regular shit which is kind of cool um but i've been listening like some of the old joe rogan's like joe rogan like one and like the first one's so bad because like it's just him and brian redman who's another really funny comedian and uh they're just like figuring out how to start their live broadcast and like the first like 10 to 15 minutes of it is just them like tinkering with the computer fucking around like trying to figure out shit like you remember the old computers like i remember my my first like laptop that i had that was my own personal one it had like a, a video camera on it and you would go on it and it had like filters and shit. So you could have like snowflakes falling and like, you know, you could have like a fiery background, like weird shit. But it, it was cool to like see them just kind of figure things out over time. And now I've been listening to them in like chronological order. I'm at like, I can't remember which one I'm at now. I think I'm in the 30s at this point. But it's just weird because like I, I get so stressed about this, like making it like studio quality and making it like fucking perfect but then i look at the greatest podcast to ever exist and like the podcast to start all podcasts next to like the opie and anthony show and like the first couple episodes they had to do like part ones and part twos like they got episodes that are like eight minutes long because they do like the corruption of the audio file or whatever the fuck happened but like they just kind of jump into it and i don't know i'm gonna try it Fuck it. I guess we'll just give it a shot. If it's it's bad, then we'll figure it out. Uh, episode nine, just me today. Um, we have another one coming out. We have one come out uh, last night. Was it yesterday? Yesterday afternoon. Mr. Sean Godwin, Hannah Doyle. Thank you for coming back again. Uh, but they they came on did another episode because they're fucking dogs. And I'm gonna have another one recording tonight. We're just fucking stacking. I've been kind of lacking a little bit in this month, uh, just for the sake that it's November. This is a month of my favorite holiday. It was my birthday recently, and that's kind of where I want to go with this. Um, my birthday is the 22nd of November, and on that day in 2023, at what, like 9 p.m., I turned 20 years old. I've hit the two-decade mark. I'm uh, officially an adult. Uh, it's weird, though, because like when you're 19, like especially in the trades, because I started when I was right out of high school, 17. And, like, when you do something little, you get a lot of pats on the back. It's like, oh, good job. Like, look at this fucking kid knowing shit. But as soon as you, you're you not a teenager anymore, you're not an ager, you're a fucking 20-year-old, and you're just a year old, not an ager, you, you lose that, like, pat on the back, which is fine. I mean, you should know more. You're an adult. You, you've been out of high school. You're not in that kiddish mindset anymore. You got bills. You got shit going on. You know, I, I got my own truck now. I got my shit. I got, you know, important shit going on, baby. I got two jobs. I'm a working man. Uh, but for the sake of those matters and the holidays, 
Uh, I've been a little lacking on the podcast uh, output. So for that, I apologize. I don't think there's anybody like there's obviously supporters uh, and and the people who are listening right now. You probably know me personally. You probably know me from high school or, you know, seen me at a job site or I did an ad read for you. So like it, it it's a very small group and I don't think there's anybody like where the fuck is the old New York podcast. So I'm not like tripping about it, but it's just for me, like personally, I just want to have uh, not only quality episodes, quality guests who bring a lot to the table or can can stick for an hour two hours of just talking shit, but also just being up to date with it. And, you know, like I said, I don't think there's anybody that's like waiting on it. Like, you know, Joe Rogan fans, there's always people waiting for the next episode of Joe Rogan. Uh, there's, I don't think there's anybody like that, which is fine with me because this is, this is new. We're not even at 40 followers. We're at fucking 39, baby. We're about to hit a, a landmark here for this podcast. Excuse me while I take this motherfucking flannel off. Oh my God. I decided to do this podcast while holding the microphone and I just got warm as shit. And now I got to try and like, maneuver my hands without making the microphone sound like shit. So this is kind of a bad idea, but, uh, but yeah, no, there's nobody like waiting on it. So I, I know it's not really a big problem, but, uh, just for me personally, I just want to do that. But for this episode, I kind of want it to, I just want it to be, you know, talking shit, having fun, but in the same breath, I mean, I'm 20 years old and 20 in the grand scheme of life. Like I'm still a fucking baby. Like people who think when somebody's like 50 years old, they're like, wow, they're old as fuck. They're not really that old. Like it's really age is such a weird concept because like it's just you tallying the years that you've been alive. And then there's like averages. So it's like, you know, you get like 70 something to 80 years on this planet. So people are all worried about it. But then there's people who live to like 120, like. Age is a really weird concept, but I I feel like at 20 years old, at least for me personally, I've seen some fucked up shit. I've seen some funny shit. I've seen stuff that has changed me in the way that I view the world. And I feel like most people listening to this, um, maybe not similar experiences because everybody has a different story, but in the same breath. The people that I know listen to this consistently, we're all about the same age. So it's like, I feel like I want to talk about just like little lessons that I've learned. Um, they just in my 20 years, because I mean, 20 years is a long fucking time. You see these like real old people. I mean, like people foot in the grave and they're like, I remember that was 20 years ago. And it's just like, damn, I've now lived 20 years. Like I can say that. You know, I was born 20 years ago. That TV show came out 20 something years ago. And I remember when it came out or, you know, it's just like it's just weird and daunting to me to not be a teenager anymore. But uh, I, I kind of low key. I got this idea for this uh, inspiration for this episode from the boy Aiden Agate fucking dog. Follow him on socials and check out his YouTube videos. Oh, dude, I got a burp coming. Oh, I was just fucking banging down some turkey leftovers. Um, but he, he's been doing like the second channel where he's doing like these journal readings, talking about what he's thinking about his life. And, uh, there it is. Um, he's just been kind of going more philosophical 
And now that I'm 20, it's not like I'm, I'm super wise or I'm looking like fucking Dumbledore out of Harry Potter. But I feel like I've learned a fair amount. So I just want to share some shit that I feel like, I don't know. I, I feel more that this episode isn't necessarily for the people listening to it for the sake of like how we're all the same age, roughly, you know, most people that I know listen to this. Um, but for the sake of me wanting to come back and look at this years from now, oh shit, I fucking remember, you know, thinking like that, how dumb or how smart I was, you know, who knows? We'll see in, you know, 10, 20 years how I fucking feel about these opinions. Maybe I sound really stupid, but, um, I feel like the things that I've conjured up in the past couple of days, it's not a huge list. Um, and it's in no particular order also. But I just feel like that's just how I feel. It's how I, I genuinely perceive the world. And uh, and I've, I've obtained these views from things that have happened to me. And it's in no particular order. But the first one that I do want to say, uh, it, it quote or the lesson that i've learned is that mental health is definitely obtained from physical distraught and what i mean is when you work out when you put yourself and push your your body your fucking meat vehicle to the limit it helps you mentally just astronomically it helps you um and i ironically i was listening to mike menser who's fucking mr universe or olympia one of those two but I was listening to one of his fucking audio tapes about bodybuilding and I was just thinking about it. I'm like, damn, that's fucking true. Cause like when I work out, I feel like mentally I'm in the best spot possible. Like if that, if that makes sense, like I feel like with working out, you obtain, um, mental Zen, if you will, or just like spiritual Zen. Cause when you're pushing your body, cause like, think, just think about it. Like, you are your brain. The rest of it's just a fucking meat vehicle. You know, you're just kind of being catered around in this fucking body and you can take care of it or you don't take care of it. And that's why people, you know, die in such fucking terrible ways or they overeat or undereat, whatever the fucking situation is. Um, you got to you got to take care of your body, but taking care of your body has direct correlation to your mental aptitude. And it um, like, you know, when I was working out, when I worked at a gym for a little while i was working out every day it was you know i wasn't working out crazy like trying to get all sweaty and you know i'm only working out on my breaks but you know i was getting a good pump in and i felt good and you know i was selling things to people i was a salesman so i was using my brain all day i was trying to manipulate conversations and find ways to draw them in uh to something that may not look enticing and I felt like I was very mentally like straight and clear. And right now I feel that also, but I haven't been working out for probably two months, maybe going on three. I think December, it'll be three months. And reason being, I just didn't have the money. I, I had things I had to take care of. I had to get a new truck. I had expenses. So I, I took away the gym membership, but I have felt a slight decline in my mental scape, if you will. You know, I've, I've taken a slight decline and not that I'm depressed. Or that, you know, I'm just like completely mad at myself for not working out. That's not the case. But what I'm saying this point for is that people who are depressed, people who are going through things or feelings that they've never fucking felt before, um, 
first of all, that happens to everybody to some level. But one real way that you can fucking grab yourself by the nuts and drag yourself out of the fucking hole you're digging yourself is to get into the gym and work the fuck out. And you don't have to go and, you know, be like a fucking Sam Sulik or fucking Trend Twins just, you know, starting off benching 410. You know, you ain't got to fucking do that. But if you just go in and test yourself and then and beat yourself, like, what's that, uh, what's that Dame Lillard quote at the end of that one J. Cole song? Was it applying pressure or, uh, no, it wasn't applying pressure. What the fuck is the name of that song? It's off the off season. Fucking love that song. But uh, Dame Lillard has a quote where, like, you know, you, you push yourself to the limits when you train and you crash and fail. And that's so good for your mental. Like, that's so good for your brain. And I never understood that until I stopped working out. And uh, just I'm not upset with my physical condition. Realistically, I'm a tall, lanky motherfucker. Like, I'm not I'm not crazy skinny, but I'm not crazy muscular. I'm in good shape, but I feel like I could be in better shape. So that sometimes, you know, makes me take myself down a peg. And I'm very, um, what would be the word for that? I'm very self-demanding. Uh, That's not the correct word, but we're going to roll with it. Like, I, I expect a lot out of myself always, no matter what the situation is. And sometimes I take that too far. Like when I first started playing football as a kid, like my dad wasn't really like in tune with that as much. And and my mom never played sports. So like I'd be crying upset. We lost a game and she's like, oh, you know, there's always next game. There's always the next time. And I'm like, nah, I look at the mistakes that I made and I'm focused on the right now. So when I when I grew up with those people in my life, not that they were bad for me, but in that instance, I became very uh, self-demanding and expecting the best out of myself always. So when I'm not going to the gym and, you know, I I've started to see my stomach bloat a little bit after eating Thanksgiving, you know, I'm immediately like, let's go fucking, you know, bang out a little core finisher and let's let's fix this real quick. Um, and, and also if you're going to the gym or you want to get started in the gym, you don't need none of that pre-workout shit. But if, if the best pre-workout is to hate your body, like that is the number one thing is to hate your fucking body and want to change it. And then once you go and you start seeing changes, it's just so rewarding physically, obviously, and mentally, like you just, thank God I did this for myself. I feel better. You meet people, you obtain new knowledge from others. Um, and I feel like I'm definitely not socially awkward. Like I'm a very extroverted, can talk to anybody, meet new people, learn about their life. Like I love doing that shit. But in the same breath, I feel like I'm kind of weird socially because like I, at times I'll see somebody, I'm like, oh, I might, you know, fuck with them. And they seem cool from some outward perception or perspective. Um, but I'll wait for them to come say what's up to me. And then we end up being best friends, like if that makes sense. So like sometimes I'll wait for others when I can extend that hand. But in the gym, I feel like I can practice that aspect of, of being a social creature because, you know, I, I'll see a guy 
doing tricep pushdowns and I see him doing it just a little bit differently than I do. And I'll go up and ask him, be like, hey, I'm just wondering if you do it like that because you do it like that or you learn something that made you change the way you do it. And like, as weird as that sounds, that's just it's so it's practice. Everything requires practice to be a good conversationalist, to be a good speaker, to be a good fucking writer, to be a good athlete. You got to practice. So I just feel like the gym just has so many, so many positive outputs into your mental and into your, your actual being, not necessarily your body, but yourself. And yeah, I just think that you should go to the gym. If you're depressed, man, if you're not feeling great about yourself, get into the motherfucking gym, baby. Come on, go pump some iron, pump some fucking iron. Um, I guess we'll move into the next point. I don't want to make this too long, but I always say that. And then these podcasts end up two hours long. So we're really going to try and skip through a little bit and go quick here. Um, I also want to say as my second point, being kind is free. And it's a like really simple thing that like most people know. But being kind to someone, like even when you're having a shit day and you do something for someone as little as cracking a joke, like this happens to me a lot at work. And if you work construction, a lot of people come in uh, tired. You know, you get your fair amount of alcoholics, drug addicts, and it, just people who are in low points. I mean, you know, when, when I'm working at the job that I've been at, been there for over a year. So now it's like, I feel like I know these people are part of different companies. I feel like I genuinely know them. and. You see people walk in like the one day, for example, I was painting and I was on the ground. I was uh, I was painting trim and I was right next to a door opening and this fucking dude, this guy working on the floor is this dumb fuck. I saw him that morning. I walked in. I said, what's up? Like cracked a little joke at him and uh, and, and, you know, we were cool or whatever. And I'm painting the trim. And this dude fucking barges through the door like a goddamn FBI raid. He just fucking, like, I don't know what it was, but he swung that motherfucker open. And, like, he hit my shoulder and my collarbone so fucking hard. I was, dude, I was pissed. It was, like, 7.30. I fucking took off on him for a minute. I threw my paintbrush across the room. Like, I was fucking mad. Like, that was, like, the first time in a very, 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 very long time, like, probably five, six years that I fucking blew up on someone to the point where they were like, all right, I'll get out your way. And, like, I ain't no intimidating motherfucker. I'm I'm a tall, lanky dude, like I said. But, like, I really fucking tore into him. And, uh, and I felt that really bring him down a peg. And in the moment, I'm like, good, you're a fucking idiot. You just bashed my shoulder in, could have broke my collarbone, you dumb fuck. But right after it, I just felt really rude. And uh, and even though I still believe that it was it was not the smartest decision, because when you work in construction, you knock on the fucking door. People work on ladders. You know, they're working on, you know, light fixtures. If somebody's behind that door with a ladder, you're throwing them onto a concrete fucking floor. Like, don't be stupid. Knock on the door. Uh, rhyming accidentally like Chris move. Um, but you know, it just, it didn't feel good afterwards. And I felt really bad about it. 
Uh, and then I never saw him again. I told myself that I would I would say sorry to him the next day. And I came back and he wasn't at the job no more. And I haven't seen him since. So now I've just left a really, uh, you know, I started off the day with a good impression on someone I didn't know. And then I, I, I left a really foul, bad impression. And that's going to stick because I don't know when I'm going to see that motherfucker again. I don't know if I'll ever see him again. Uh, but, you know, that's the way life is. But that's why I try to to bring this fact to light that being kind is free. Just be kind. Be a decent individual. Hold the door open for people. Fucking, you know, just just be cool. Don't be an asshole. I just feel like so many people, like you see on the internet nowadays, and it's it's just like this agenda being pushed where it's like, you know, something comes up. Uh, let's say it's like a bombing in like Palestine, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. There's a bombing. Fucking hundreds of people are dead. Children are dead fucking terrible shit and you'll see an instagram page post it be like bombing in palestine happened an hour ago and then the caption will say what do you think about this and it's like what are you what are you gaining from doing that like you you're putting people in a position to argue you're putting people in a position to see negative things and and you know and make them debate and make them try and fight each other over it and not try and figure out a, a fix to the issue. And I know that's not necessarily like a being kind thing. But then you see people on the internet going fucking crazy in the comments. And some racist motherfucker is like, good, they deserve it. And the next guy is like, I'm a fucking patriot. You would never say that. Don't, don't make our country look bad. And I see it every day. And I have the same fucking thought every time I see these posts, no matter what the fuck the topic is. And it's just these, like, little fucking meme pages, like, what do you think about this? Who the fuck is running this meme page? Who is running this fucking meme page? It's probably some dude named fucking Daryl at a public library, fucking dick in hand, doing nothing. And he's just trying to force wedges in between people. And, like, I remember when the internet was new. You remember when the internet was new? And like, maybe not even because I don't think that was necessarily in my time. You know, obviously there's Apple and there's very early, uh, early Internet access and the modems booting up and shit. And I'm talking like this new next gen, if you will, fucking Internet when there was like Vine and there was early Instagram. And it's like, it just got food with my grandma, uh, sesame bagels. woo, And that was it. That was it. You see Vines. Like, you remember the motherfucker who would narrate people's lives? You remember that dude? I forget his name. And I don't even remember any of them that I can fucking recite. But it was just like, it was it was comedy. It was fun. It was people trying to, to be, you know, upbeat and happy and make each other laugh or smile. And now it's just like, what do you think about this? Let's make division. And it's like, I don't fucking get it. And to me, that's not being kind like that is is very much you being an asshole trying to just force wedges in between people. Stop that. Get some help. OK, get some fucking help. You're a loser that's doing nothing with yourself. So you're trying to watch people. You know, you want to like the people who, who start those pages and fucking do that shit. And who, who do you think about this? 
they want to like drive by a car accident, watch the fire blaze rather than stop and help the people. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't want good for the world. I feel like that's a very, um, I'm going to say malnourished, but that's not the term. I'm not saying that they don't fucking eat, but like they're very malnourished in the brain. Like they just don't understand society. They don't understand the impact that they have with their stupid little fucking faggot meme page. They don't fucking understand that. And it's like, why are we doing this? I look at the world in general, like we're trying to, let's say for United States politics. And I'm going to say this now for everybody listening. I'm not a politic junkie. I'm not. And, you know, people want to say, oh, you don't vote. You don't get a fucking reason to complain. I think I got a great reason to complain. Y'all motherfuckers chose this shit for me. Fuck you. I'm going to complain all the fuck I want. But I see our government giving money to Ukraine. Giving money to, I'm going to call them third parties. That realistically, looking at it from a very generic perspective is not our problem but we're helping out the war effort there because they give us something or you know something in revolves to trades or you know national politics that's just way above my head and i can't even speak on like i understand that concept but then i i drive by and like man i live in a suburban area you know how many fucking homeless people i see it's only getting greater i've seen i actually saw two different homeless people in my area, in one day, that was the first time I've seen multiple. And, and to most people, you're like, well, I've seen, you know, six today because I live on this side of town or whatever. But like my area has never had a homeless problem. It has never had people without jobs. And, and now this is a reoccurring theme. And though I only saw two yesterday, that's the first time I've seen multiple in one day. I've seen like upwards of 10 homeless people walking around. And it's fucking crazy to me. That we're taking our money and putting it elsewhere and putting it into other countries and putting it into going to fucking space. Why are we going to space? Why the fuck are we going to space? That's the dumbest fucking, if we've even gone, to be fair. Who knows? That's a whole fucking rabbit hole in itself. But hypothetically, all that shit happened and it is all true. Why are we going to space? We got more than enough fucking problems. We've got aliens that we don't even fucking know about on this goddamn planet. They're finding new shit every day. Did you motherfuckers know? We're going to stray off a little bit. Did you know there's sharks that live in volcanoes? Yeah, there are sharks that live in fucking volcanoes. But no, we want to go get a fucking rock from the moon to bring back and sell for a fucking couple million dollars. Who gives a fuck about a rock? Who gives a fuck about a rock? That's the most retarded thing I've ever heard in my entire fucking life. That's fucking stupid. We have so many problems on our own planet, and to think more narrowly, we have so many problems in our own country but yet we want to help other countries do greater things and, and fix their wars and their problems, even though this shit's terrible right now. I completely understand why that is going on. I don't want that to be my perspective 
to people listening to this. I understand. But we got problems of our own, man. We got people who are homeless, good fucking people who are homeless. And they don't have anywhere to live. They can't obtain a job. You get people who come home from the military. They can't get a fucking job at times. I feel like that's being more resolved nowadays. But I rejoice in rebuttal. We have people who have college educations who can't get a fucking job. How does that work? And then and then in high schools and public schools and private schools, they want to push the fact to go to college because you're going to get a career. You're going to get a cushy, pushy $60,000, $70,000 a year, get some land, get some toys, some fucking ATVs. But then they don't get a fucking job. And they just dropped that money that you're telling them they're going to get as salary a year. They just dropped that on one fucking semester. They do that for four goddamn years. And you're ripping money out of their pockets till they're in their fucking 30s. And then they want to push that fact? And at the end of the day, they're just going to end up fucking homeless saying spare some food? Are you fucking kidding me? We've got so many goddamn problems that are just going under shadow. That's a whole point in itself. I, I wish that the government would do a little bit more to help the innocent people. And some people, don't get me wrong, there's people who write their own stories. And I know that better than anybody. I've seen it in front of my eyes for years and years and years. I saw somebody fucking just die slowly in front of me. I fucking get it. But there are some people who are innocent and had just shit situations pile up. And now they're sitting on a fucking street corner with their two kids trying to find somewhere heated to sleep that night. And you want to fucking complain because your fucking faggot ass vape died. You know, like we just got so many problems. And I feel like the first step to fixing these problems from a, a civilian standpoint, because that's really, I, anybody that's listened to it, this is what we are. We're fucking civilians. The first step that we should take is being kind to one another. Please, God. I'm not trying to get on here and be fucking Gandhi. And Lord knows, like, and you hear me? I'm saying crazy shit. I say words that are not socially acceptable. But I'm not, like... I'm not saying that to belittle. I'm saying that to bring light to a point. I want you to fucking listen. Because, like, there's so many times in my life that I feel like I could have been a kind person and not have you know, hurt somebody's feelings that I hurt. You know, or, or done certain actions that I regret. And I could have just been kind. And it would have changed the entire day or that entire week. There's a guy I work with. He's a drywaller. His name is Jim. He is a very nice guy. I don't even think he fucking knows my name. I doubt he knows my name. If they had a gun to his head and said, say this fucking kid's name, he'd say, just pull the trigger. But he is the nicest guy. And every day I fucking see him, he says the same shit. He goes, oh, there he is. There he is. How you doing, buddy? How you doing? And I'm like, there's fucking Jim. How are you, Jim? Good seeing you. Give him a handshake. You know, happy to see you here again. That fucking makes my day. With what? Oh, there he is. With one fucking oh, if that's a word that you want to count, in three words, makes my fucking day. Every single day. 
And you stupid fucks can't even hold the door for a family walking into fucking Texas Roadhouse. Stay out in the cold. It's not my fault you wore some stupid ass fucking jacket that doesn't protect you in the 26 degree weather. I saw a dude just fucking close the door, walked into Texas Roadhouse family right behind him. Fucking like five kids, mom, dad, and like a grandma and just fucking left him out there. Like, hold the door. Hold the door. It's so little. It's so minuscule. And it's it's something that's being taken away. And I don't know why. I don't know why. Part of me wants to say social media. Part of me wants to say technology in general. is just softening our fucking brains. And taking away simple aspects. Socially and just mentally in general to the human race. But my fucking God, man. When you've got the opportunity to be kind, be fucking kind. Change somebody's day. Okay, please do it for me. Do it for me. Do it for yourself. It makes you feel better. Crack a joke with someone. You got, you know, sometimes I work with older people and they got to tell me their life story about how they're picking up a cake for their grandson because it's his third birthday. And on his third birthday, he wanted the Minecraft cake. But on his second birthday, he really liked Lightning McQueen and wanted a Cars cake. And I sat there and listened to it for 15 fucking minutes over the phone. And if you think that I wasn't standing there bashing my fucking head off that phone, you're wrong. I was. But I fucking sat there and listened and responded because who knows? The, the person sounded like they had one foot in the grave. Who knows how many people they got to talk to? Listen. Be a kind individual. Do that. It, it pays off in fucking dividends. I rebuttal to my next point. We will now move on. I'm seeing here because I just got these points kind of scattered onto a note. And I'm seeing where I kind of want to roll with this. Because I, I have some fair points. Um, I have some shit too. Like I, I find myself not being able to be serious very often. Um, and like, you know, one of the points I got on here is I'm never going to Africa or Mexico. Uh, not Not for any reason other than they're fucking dangerous. Mexico, they you get off the plane, the motherfuckers tell you to get a separate wallet as a fake wallet to hand over to people trying to mug you because it's probably going to happen. Not going there. <laughs> I'm not doing that shit. I watched Breaking Bad. I saw that fucking, that Tortuga guy. I saw his fucking Danny Trevajo. His fucking head's on a turtle just walking across the desert. Has a fucking bomb in the turtle. I'm not, I don't fuck around with Mexico. In Africa, them motherfuckers you know what's crazy about Africans? Them them loony fucks. They'll live in a tribe with each other in the bush and they'll live in houses of fucking like straw and in and, and leaves and shit. And you see these fucking kitty cats with mullets walking around that could just tear that motherfucker down. But they live in them. And they're willing to fight off a fucking lion. There's hippos. Did you know that hippos, they had the big tusks, but they have teeth in their throat that act as molars to chew? Like, you want to go where that is? I saw a video of these people, and they were on a safari, and they were in a boat, and there was a hippo. And they went up to the hippo to take a picture of it, and they got real close, and they stopped the boat. What? What? You stopped the boat? I don't care if you want it to be calm and you want this animal to be calm. It's not a calm animal. That thing has tusks the size of a fucking, like, 
Ford F-150 door lengthwise. Like, you you want to stop the boat? And then it fucking attacked them. And then it attacked them. Like, no shit. But people want to go there and, like, see wildlife. I ain't, I ain't with that, man. As a 20-year-old man, I realize that I appreciate life a lot fucking more than to go stop a boat next to a goddamn muscle fucking elephant. And elephants, too. Elephants will fuck you up, too. Everybody thinks they're all, like, the, you know, babies, and they're on the fucking little thing that goes above the uh, the cradle, and, you know, jumps around and plays a little fucking tune. What do they call that shit? I don't even remember. But, like, you know, they think, they think elephants are sweet. Elephants will fuck around, man. They will fuck you up. And don't, don't doubt that. Like, I ain't fucking around with Mexico or Africa. Nay, nay. I ain't with that. And the Amazon. Fuck the Amazon, too. I ain't about to do that shit. Get fucking murdered by a goddamn python eating him in one go. Fucking down in Australia, Komodo dragon swallow my ass. I ain't with that shit, man. Um, I guess I guess the next point I'll move to, uh, a fair more serious note, and actually kind of works with what I was just saying with the, the homeless problem in America and being kind. Um, when I see people on the internet, and it's like, uh, you know, get, giving homeless people, you know, a, a shopping spree or, you know, going and, and giving homeless people money or whatever the fucking little, what do they call that shit? The, uh, the cover for the fucking episode, we'll just call it cover art because I'm forgetting. That's not, I don't consider that a charitable action. And here's what I mean. I feel like, True charity, when you go out and you're you're just doing something for the better of the world, that should be something that uh, you don't regain anything from. If you're making a YouTube video to help homeless people, realistically, they probably have pretty good mindset and they say, you know, this is something I can do for my community. Let's help them out. I just don't think that, like, communal or charitable actions should be recorded. I don't, I feel like whenever things are recorded, like right now, this podcast, this very moment, do I like doing podcasts? Yes. Do I like comedy? Yes. Do I want to make people laugh? Yes. But then there's also that second branch where it's like, okay, do I want people to hear my podcast? Absolutely. Do I want people to maybe, you know, even though I said we're all kind of the same age here for the most part, but if there's someone younger listening, do I want them to regain some of this knowledge and hopefully take it and do something good with it? Absolutely. And then on the third branch, do I want this to do well and be successful? Absolutely. Would I like to regain profit from this podcast if it fucking gets that far? Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm here for some shmoney. I like money. Money helps. It's not everything, but money definitely helps. So, what I'm what the point I'm trying to get at is when you're walking down the street and you see somebody that's saying, "Please give me some food, spare some money," and you stop and you say, "Here's a twenty, man. Go get something to eat," or go to Tim Hortons and get him some fucking food and bring it back to him. Like, that's charity. That is charity. But when you throw a fucking camera in someone's face, hey man, I'm with fucking 
know, TTYL fucking uh, podcast, and we're just trying to help the community out. You want to go on a little shopping spree? You're seeing dollar signs, dog. Don't fucking, bro. Stop capping. You ain't new era, bitch. Stop it. You're a fucking liar. You're a fake, and you're a goddamn phony. I fucking hate seeing that shit. And, and at the end of the day, I get it. Some people do want charity. They want to make the world a better place. And God bless those people. But personally, when I, I, I try, and I don't do it every fucking day, not every homeless person I'm throwing a thousand fucking dollars at, go buy something pretty or fucking fentanyl or whatever, I don't care. Uh, but like every now and then I try to do something, just give a little money to a homeless person. Uh, the, the fact I learned from my mother is it's almost better to buy them food. Go get them a Whopper from Burger King. Go get them a fucking biggie bag. Uh, because you know, people got problems, man. People got fucked up problems, fentanyl, meth, coke. They'll do some fucking crazy shit. And if you throw a 20 at them, you might fucking kill that person realistically. So, you know, I, I try to do that stuff every now and then. I'm not fucking JD Rockefeller. I don't, I ain't be sitting on fucking money bags. But when I got 15 bucks in my pocket, I see somebody who looks like they need some help. I help them out. Uh, and that's good. But I just, I, I cannot get behind the fact that when somebody puts a fucking camera in their face and says, oh, Let's go on a shopping spree. Let's deck this guy out. Get him a haircut, beard trim, some fucking Yeezys. He's got Yeezys now. He's got a nice haircut. Did you buy him a fucking house? Did you get him a house? Did you get him a job? Did you get him, you know, anything other than that? Some people do go to the limits. And like I said, good for them people. And thank God for those type of people. We need more people like that in the world. But a lot of the times, they, they get them a fucking haircut, they get them some new shoes, and then they fucking leave them. So, I don't know. I just feel like uh, when I when I see that kind of stuff on YouTube, it just makes me mad. It just makes me mad. And not that I'm better than other people for doing the little amount of stuff that I do and, and doing it unrecognized. It, that's not what I'm trying to get at. But when people just throw a camera in your fucking face and then they want to help you out, as long as the camera's there, yeah, get the fuck out of here with that shit. That's whack. That's that's what has very much riddled the internet with fucking bullshit. Just bullshit. I don't even want to speak. It makes me mad. But do charity though. Help somebody out. That'd be a good person. It, it's a, it's a good thing to do. Help your fucking grandmother move some stuff up from the basement. That's charity. You know, I got an aunt who's. Uh, a little bit less healthy, if you will. And she needs some help bringing stuff up from the basement every now and then. Word. Mow her lawn, pull the weeds. She compensates me a little bit. I compensate her by doing the work. And, uh, you know, that, that's charity. Make sure you, you take part in charitable actions. Um, Next, next little topic I want to get to, and we're kind of getting towards the end here, uh, is enjoy jokes, man. The world that we live in is so absurdly serious, and I think that's why I take to, to stand-up comedy so much, is, uh, is the fact that everybody is just so um, not only centrally focused, and, you know, this is 
this is my life. I'm going to do this. And if people don't agree with what I think, fuck them, cancel them, all that kind of shit. I just feel like, excuse me, um, that people just have this fucking, like, not in their panties, if you will. They just can't take a fucking joke. And people get so, like, I can't remember who I heard say this, and I would give credit if I remembered. But just think about how good it is that we could be mad over words. Like, we have time to cancel people for words that they said. You know, like, like for example, I have said the, the F word a couple of times this episode. Do I hate gay people? No. Matter of fact, I think I prefer gay people. I'm a straight man, and I've had a girlfriend for four years, and I love her more than anything. I fucking love gay people, dude. Gay people are dope. They give good fashion advice. Uh, you know, they're, they're just good all around people. They've been through shit, a lot of them, when it comes to their, their coming out process and, and being themselves. And some people are non-binary. Some people that, that ain't my problem. Like, God bless you. I really don't have a problem. When I say the word faggot, I mean it in like a stupid, like you're just acting like a fucking moron, you idiot. I have no problem with gay people. And I'll say it atop the fucking mountains. I'll yell it off the Himalayas and I'll let it ring into fucking Chinatown, dude. I got no problem with gay people. And I, I've said the word retard. You think I hate disabled people? That's like the worst assumption ever to think somebody just hates people with disabilities. I don't hate people with disabilities. I think it's a funny fucking word. If that, if somebody came up to me with a disability and said, hey, I thought it was really insensitive that you said that word and it hurt my feelings and I really don't appreciate it. I would never say it again on here. I would never say it again. That's just, that's me being kind and understanding and, you know, taking that and then doing the right thing with that statement. But at the end of the day, this is a comedy podcast. I like comedy. I like when people, comedy is this weird world. No matter if it's stand-up comedy or making a joke at the fucking office or you're, you're just making a joke with your girlfriend. When you make a joke, that's comedy. And when things are said that are very outlandish, that is what I like. I like that dark humor. I like when people take it to the next level. There is a one of my I would probably put it top five realistically, but as of the last couple months is one of my favorite comedy bits I've ever heard in my entire life. And his name is Louis C.K. And he did the 40th year anniversary or <clears throat> excuse me, anniversary for Saturday Night Live. And he opened it up with a monologue and he was talking about how there was this guy in his neighborhood who would try and like molest kids. He was like a pedophile. And I don't, you know, I want you to take the time to listen to it. It's probably like a six minute bit. It's offensive. It's very offensive. And he ends it on a very, very um, dark, like, what the fuck did he just say? No. Um, and it really give it a listen because it's impressive because I, I find it impressive because when it comes to stand up comedy, not necessarily fucking around with your friends or whatever. But stand-up comedy is an art, and it's, it's, a, it's a tight line, 
or tight wire, whatever the fuck, the Walenda shit, where he's walking over Niagara Falls, praying the whole time. And you walk it. And the idea is to stay on that line as much as you can and then cross it really outlandishly and then kind of land the plane, if you will, and fix it and have everybody laugh. That's the art of it. And I appreciate that art a lot. Uh, It's something that's helped me personally get through really dark times in my life. It's just, it's something I've I've had uh, a lot of respect for um, just in my 20 years. So when I see people get very upset with words, but then you look at what the person was saying or the comedian was saying or, you know, whoever it was, and you can tell it was a joke, that, that stinks because then they'll get canceled and they'll get ripped apart by national media and they'll get ripped apart by, you know, Gen Z or whatever the fuck. Like, it, that that happens a lot. And I feel like, Comedy's making this slow, steady comeback right now where people are starting to be more open to these concepts because now we're so insensitive, or excuse me, we're so sensitive that um, it's almost funny to be insensitive and make jokes like the ones I sometimes make or comedians like Mark Norman and and Louis C.K., they, they make these jokes and that's what's funny nowadays. Some people aren't on that wave. And if you don't find things funny, I'm not telling everybody to, you know, find these jokes about fucking pedophiles funny. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a maniac. But I feel like people are just so sensitive to everything nowadays. And I wish that we could be more jokey. I wish that my generation could be more jokey. I wish we could make fun of each other, but not in malicious attacks. Like, like on social media, you know, and I get roped into it because every now and then I like to post an opinion. I like to get my little two cents in and people will fucking rip me. They will tear me a new one. There was this one uh, comment I had made and it was about Chad Johnson or Ocho Cinco. He was a receiver and he went to Miami. And it was his hometown team, the Dolphins, and he finally got to play for them. And before the season even started, he got cut. Because allegedly, according to the fucking comments of this goddamn Instagram post, he hit his wife. I was told he hit his wife. It was national media. He was held in a holding center because he hit his wife. And the, the picture was him, and it's some highlights. And it said, uh, why did the Dolphins have to release Chad Johnson? So, I thought that was stupid. And I posted a comment. I just said, he hit his wife. Period. I got fucking destroyed by like 40 to 50 black men. Here comes another white man. Another white man not seeing the black guy's perspective. Here comes another fucking asshole. You fucking bigot, you racist, you piece of shit. Realistically, didn't hurt my feelings, but it was like, boom, fucking mushroom cloud over my goddamn house. They were ready to fucking riot, bring a fucking U-Haul with a Tommy gun in it, fucking spray me down. It was that fast. It was within one calendar day, 24 fucking hours, moon going around the fucking 
planet or whatever the fuck revolving. I don't goddamn know what it is. One day, I got fucking touched. I got touched with words. And it was a lot of words. And they were mean words. And I was like, holy shit. Like, it, it wasn't even like a, oh, boo-hoo, poor me. It was like a, wow, this is kind of scary how fast people can fucking rejoice on one thing. Positive or negative. Fucking nuts. And, and I just wish that it wasn't like that. And I feel like the only way I'm going to reach that point is when I get the fuck off of social media. I'm on it all the time, dude. I'm addicted to it. And that's another point we can kind of work our way into with this taking jokes and then being less serious and enjoying life. Uh, get the fuck off of social media, man. It's fucking brain numbing fucking lubricant that they just fuck through your ear hole. It's disgusting, dude. It's so bad. And, and it just divides. What do you think about that? Fucking loser. Stop. Just stop. And you know who's even more of a loser than that fucking retard who's typing on his computer trying to, you know, bring people apart and, and start wars on the internet? Me. I'm the fucking loser. I'm the guy with my dick on my hand watching fucking TikTok when I could be fucking making a podcast or writing an episode structure or calling people and I got other endeavors going on right now brainstorming with other creatives but rather I'm fucking watching some dude chop some fucking jelly up on a on a fucking TikTok live because I find that interesting he chops it in one big slice and then he chops like five or six more and he like shoots them across the table. It's fucking kind of satisfying. But that's not my point. My point is I'm a fucking idiot for watching that shit. Stupid. A waste of fucking time. It's a waste of life and it's a waste of my fucking air to be in the same area with that shit. It's fucking stupid. I sit with my girlfriend. We'll be sitting there, me and Kenzie. What do you want to do today? I don't really know. You know, let's just kind of hang out for a little while. Think about it. We don't think about shit. We send videos to each other and we're right next to each other. Huh? That's stupid. That is fucking stupid. We're both stupid. We are both stupid. And you're stupid. And people on social media are stupid. And we're all going to be one collective fucking stupid. We're going to be one big fucking dumbass that just just farts shit information all over the fucking internet. Because that's all we know. We're fucking stupid. Okay? Get off social media. My goal is to get off social media and, and just have my podcast, Instagram, and TikTok. That I will scroll on that and post things that I think are funny or promote episodes. I'll do that. But I want to get the fuck off TikTok. I want to get the fuck off Instagram. I want to get the fuck off Twitter. I'm, I'm done with it. I'm absolutely done with it. The one day I started the old, I think I've said this on here before. I started the old New York Twitter. And you can look. I don't even think. I'll look at it now. I don't even think I follow nobody. This was the first moment I had this fucking Twitter. Yeah, old New York podcast. I'm following 13 people. 
I'll run through them. Fuck it. It's only 13. Adrian Woj, he's an NBA insider. NFL on ESPN. Adam Schefter, NBA on ESPN. Pro Football Focus. NHL, NFL, Buffalo Bills, West Side Gun. Hey, yo. Uh, NBA, News 4, Buffalo Sabres, and Ian Rapator. That's who I fucking follow, right? I scroll my first time scrolling on this fucking Twitter to make like a funny first post. There's a guy, big ass fucking stallion of a black dude, right? This He's on a weight bench and this girl is like shaking ass on his fucking dick, just going crazy, like going nuts riding this dude. He fucking leans back. And starts repping 225 while this chick is riding his fucking horse cock. That's what I saw. I followed Ian Rapator. You think Ian Rapator should even be in the same fucking streamline or fucking server as that? He's got kids, man. He's 5'8". He's probably the size of that guy's dick. Why is that on my Twitter? Social media is to fucking ruin this generation. And it's a goddamn shame, because it started on such a good note. It started on such a good note. Vine and Instagram, it was so much fun. You remember that? God damn it. It's a water Malone. Inside, a water Malone. That's what we thought was funny. And that shit was on my phone. When I started that Twitter, how does that make sense? Social media is fucking terrible for you. Get off it. If you want better for yourself, get off it. If you want better for your relationship, get off it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it for anyone. It's not worth it for any fucking brain size, whether you're a toddler, a a teenager, adult, or fucking elder. Get off it. Waste of time and a waste of mental aptitude and space. Now, we're going to get to the last couple bits of these, and we're going to wrap this up. Um, Next one, actions speak louder than words. Always. This is something that everybody knows, but everybody can work on, especially myself. I feel like I could work on this more. Actions always speak louder than words, and doing things for people around you who have helped you in your life speaks so much more than saying, you know, I really love you, man. Thank you for being my friend. Do something for that person. For example, I have a friend. He's my next door neighbor. His name is Bob. Bob, you're the fucking goat. Love you, dude. He, uh, he's a guy. He's got kids. He's got a wife. Two kids are hysterical. Um, and he, it's funny because when he moved into my neighborhood, he's my next door neighbor. Um, he moved in when I was about eight years old. I was real young. You know, I, I started playing football at seven. So he saw me like playing and he was really nice to me. He was a younger guy. He was in his twenties. So he was cool to me, you know? And it's funny now because now I'm 20 and he's got two kids now and, and his wife and things are going good. And, uh, it's funny because now I'll sit down and have a beer with him. So it's like, it's weird how time changes things. Um, but he's, he's a really good dude. And I got home early from work yesterday. I had a couple hours before I had to get to my second job. And he gives me a call. And he's like, hey, man, you home? I'm like, yeah. So I, I pop open my window. I'm in the upstairs. So, like, I get to yell down at him. Uh, 
And he's like, hey, man, my car's not not turning on. Could you go pick up a part for me? Just around the corner at the auto zone. I'm like, word. I'm like, let me know when it's ordered and I'll run. Right now, he gave me 20 bucks for gas, which was very unnecessary, but I appreciated it. And I went, and the, the guys didn't have the part, basically. So I called them. I said, hey, man, there was a miscommunication. They don't have the part. You got to hit it up at another, you know, shop. He said, man, there's two other shops, but they're a little miles away. Like, they're, it wasn't even crazy far. It was like a 10-minute drive. He's like, I don't want to send you across God's green earth. I'm like, Bob, you gave me $20, bro. I'm driving like a total of fucking eight miles or 10 miles, 16 back and forth. Relax. Like, you've done so much for me in my time that getting this part for you is, I, I don't need compensation for it. And he appreciated it. But what my point is, doing things for people shows how much you appreciate and love them. Uh, and whether that's, um, you know, a next door neighbor, a brother, sister, a mother, father, uh, uncle, aunt, just do something for them. Do something to show them that you care. And, and you know, saying I love you or I'm sorry or whatever you're saying over and over again, that's just going to it's going to lose its impact. So when you have time, when you have money, when you have uh, a, an opportunity to do something for someone, do that thing, you know? And, like, I can even look at it uh, from another perspective of Bob's family. His little son, Mason, he's, he's getting into sports now. You know, he's starting to enjoy baseball. He's looking pretty good. You know, talking to him about baseball, you see that light in his eye. And he's only eight years old. I'm fucking 20. What's a 20-year-old doing to an eight-year-old? Or That sounds really weird. What's a 20-year-old talking, not doing, talking to an eight-year-old for? Um, Because I see he's got passion for it. And he wants to talk to somebody else other than mom and dad. And his eyes light up. He's all excited. My girlfriend's little cousin, he's playing hockey now. And he's fucking seven years old. And, dude, he's, he's looking good. So when I see him, I gas him up. I'm like, here's the fucking superstar. And like, you know, everybody says that to him and he gets all shy and he's like, oh, whatever. Stop talking about it, whatever. But then I bring up like there was this one time when we went to his first game recently. This motherfucker was in the corner of the boards. He's stick handling the puck. He prized it away from the defenseman and the two of he's playing like three on three. The two other defensemen collapse on him. So he's got the puck on the boards like fucking Sidney Crosby in his prime or Casey Middlestat right now. And uh, he's stick handling. These dudes fucking come up on him trying to take the puck. He zips in in front to the one guy in front of the net. Dude dangles the goalie goal. I went fucking bonkers. But when I saw this kid on Thanksgiving, you know, I said, here's a superstar. He got all shy. I'm like, I started picking on him. I'm like, you can get shy. But do you remember when you got that assist and I, I spit out that whole moment just like I did right now to him and his fucking eyes lit up, dude. And I sat there and I wasn't feeling good on Thanksgiving, so I was just like away from the party. And I just watched him. I was talking to him about the Sabres and I, I told him how Benson scored, Zach Benson with the through the legs goal. And he's like, I can do the Benson shot. I'm like, no, you fucking can't. And he started doing it and he did it for like an hour and I watched every fucking shot. And it just, it, it made him happy. And I feel like when you do that to an adult, when you, you, you put forth that second effort to talk to them or, 
you know, you see your friend playing in a men's fucking hockey league, if you will, and something like that happens, you bring up the exact moment, it shows that you were watching, it shows that you're caring, and that that action is being shown to them, and the action means a lot more than the words. Like, I can, I can go up to my friend and say, hey, man, I came to your game, play good, and then leave it there, or I could be like, and you fucking dangled the dude, and you dropped the other guy into the boards and, and shattered the glass or whatever the fuck. And I feel like that second statement where you're getting in detail with it, it just makes them understand that you were there and caring and watching. And it doesn't have to be with sports. It can be with anything. It could be with anything. Show that you care. Show people that you love them. And, and do the right thing for the people around you who are supporting you. It's just the right thing to do. And it, it's the good thing to do because it makes you feel like a good person. Because you are in those moments. Sometimes we can get away from that. And uh, we shouldn't. Because it's a, it's a beautiful thing to have people around you that care about you. So make sure you do a lot for those people. Um, and then the, uh, the, the last point I want to get to, and we'll leave it here, is that um, people do not know your life. People around you who are friends with, you know, friends of yours, people you meet at the club or going out and you become friends, they don't know your life. You know your life. You cannot allow people to write your story without even knowing what the fucking cover looks like. And I feel like with me, this happened a lot in high school. And it's something I'm still slightly overcoming, but I think I'm doing better with it now. But in high school, uh, for example, like when I played football, I was never the star player. I was never the fucking always first string. You know, I was always fighting to get on the field. I wasn't that great, but I was I was a little bit better than average. So I got my time. But I played more like my, my junior year than my senior year. And my junior year, I was going through stuff at home, uh, parents fighting. My, my father was really becoming a serious alcoholic. And that was the first time that the sport of football became my escape. And it wasn't just, oh, I'm going to go to football practice. Let's go have fun. Let's go hit each other and then come home and play fucking Xbox. That's when it became an escape. So I would show up early uh, that during the off season. I would work out every single day. And when I worked out, I would stay and usually they kick people out, say like four o'clock, but I'd stay till like 435 and like with a couple other people whose lives were equally kind of shitty. And we would clean the weights up, make the weight room look nice, mop it, sweep it, whole fucking shindig. Um, and when it came to football season, because, you know, you're a junior, you got seniors ahead of you. And I was a linebacker. And I was a smaller guy. I was like 160, 165. Like, realistically, not going to play college ball because I'm tiny. But there was three really good linebackers, all of which went to play college football. And um, and I ended up being like that, that sixth man off the bench. Like, you know, somebody takes a nut shot, hurts their hand, got to come out for a couple of plays. They send me in to clean up the, the, the light work for a couple of plays. and. I remember this one time, the exact shit happened that I just said, dude takes a nut shot, leaves the game, 
And it was like a fucking movie because there was a couple of seniors ahead of me in front of the linebackers coach. And he like pointed me out from the seniors. And I'm like pushing them out the way. I'm like, it's Brucey's time to shine, bitch. And they're like, let me in, let me in. They fucking pointed me out. And it made me feel really cool because I didn't play a lot. And then other people who felt like they deserved it, I kind of like was ahead of them. And I knew that. And I was like, yeah, bitch, I'm fucking better. Uh, I really wasn't. I was, I was pretty trash. But in that moment, it felt fucking dope. But by any means, I remember people... At that time, like, it wasn't, like, a feeling that's carried. I've seen these people since. That there's no, like, if you're caring about high school sports and being, that's another fucking life lesson. If you're holding on to high school sports and you're in your 20s, 30s, fucking dude, come on, stop. Get over it. Um, But I've seen them since and everything's fine. But in the moment when football is your life, they were kind of pressed because they're like, what the fuck? This kid's a junior. He's younger. I got less time. Why don't I get on the field? So a lot of people, you know, would try and write my book for me and say, well, well, you know, he, he's always at film study early. He's, he's writing good notes. He's, you know, asking questions. He's cleaning up the weight room. He's just a kiss ass. And that was so harsh to me because they don't fucking know that I'm going home to an angry household. They don't know that I'm walking into yelling and going to sleep with yelling. They don't know that I'm going to bed at 3.30 every fucking night, breaking up fights and, and arguments and listening to my father bang on the door and scream obscenities at my mother. They don't fucking know that. But they want to write my fucking story. They want to say, oh, he's a kiss ass. That's why he gets to play. No, I'm just here all the time because I don't want to be there. I'm, I'm staying late because I don't want to go home. I'm coming early because I don't want to be home. But people will take that and, and even with lesser things in your life, let's say it's with a job and it's the same thing. You got an abusive partner and you're going into work early and staying late and then you get the promotion because you're there so much putting in that work. But people just see you as a kiss ass. That happens a lot in, in other aspects too. And you cannot allow people to write your fucking story without even opening the first page. Like, you just can't. And you can't let that attack your mental. For me, when that happened to me, I just looked at it, and not only was I extremely dedicated, and I cared a lot, but, like, I, I didn't want to go home. So I knew why I was doing it. But then people would call me a kiss-ass or this, that, or the other thing. And then it would it would hurt my fucking feelings and I would allow it to I would allow it to attack me mentally. That was extremely childish. And I'm happy to say at such a young age of 20, I and even at 19, I was I was beginning to learn this, but now I'm I'm trying to say it to solidify it that I don't let that shit happen no more. People don't know you. People around you don't sometimes know you. Um and and sometimes with certain people, they don't want to learn that. They don't want to take the time to learn that. And that's fine. You got to let those people go. Sometimes people got their own shit going on. And and they've got more to worry about than to, to take time to listen to your story. And if that's someone around you that you really care about, you got to take time to understand that or, you know, not, not let it bug you. But I'm happy to say that I'm old enough to to understand that, like, people's words mean so little. You can't let them belittle you. 
It's a waste of mental space is what it is. And uh, and with that, I, I guess kind of moving into my, my final, final point is um, people will try and tell you that life is like a fucking marathon or like, you know, it's, it's long. You gotta, you gotta take your time. You gotta calculate and, and think things through. And, um, that it's not though. Like, I think what people need to understand, especially when others are getting them down and with not knowing their story and saying things that they don't understand the, the, uh, how would you put that? They, they don't understand the impact of their words. Um, what you got to understand is life is not a fucking marathon. Like you get one shot to do what you want to do and like put all that fucking bullshit aside with religion and this fucking stupid shit you get from the internet with reincarnation and, and like, let's just put that aside. Even stuff that sometimes I believe in, I believe in reincarnation. I'm not huge on religion. Put all that fucking stupid shit that there's heaven and hell and you're going to come back as some fucking muskrat in fucking Indonesia or you're going to come back as a, a South American chick with a BBL. Put all that a fucking away. Forget about that for a moment. Lock it up. Forget it. Look at what you have right now. This is you. What you have is you. What I have right now is a girlfriend who supports me. I have a podcast that I enjoy doing. I got people around me who share the same interests. I've rekindled old relationships with people who uh, we had a falling out over whatever the reason was. We've talked it out and, you know, apologized and seen each other. You know, I've, I've, I'm happy with where I'm at right now. But that comes from a point of me where I wasn't happy. And I, I've seen people now who are way older than me, way older, who don't take the time to learn these subjects and, and learn that you can rekindle a friendship that, you know, was ruined. <laughs> Excuse me. You can chase your dreams, even if it's later in life. Like, when it came to the podcast, I'm like, do I want to say that I started this when I was 20, or do I want to say I started it when I was a teenager? Do I want to say that I had that ambition as a teen, as an ager, like we started this shit with, or as a year old? Do I want to say I started off as a 19-year-old, a teenager, or do I want to say I started it at 20-something? You know, I, I, I've realized that life is a fucking sprint. And either you're going to sprint through the fucking finish line or you're going to goddamn crawl. And I've seen, I watched my dad go from a, a good dad to just ruin himself over the course of like four or five years. Absolutely just take everything and fucking destroy it. And he crawled to the finish line and he didn't make it there gracefully neither. And I, I fucking looked at him when he passed and I said, this is not going to fucking happen with me. I absolutely refuse to fucking crawl as just a, a outer shell of myself to the finish line. I fucking refuse. And there ain't nobody who's going to fucking stop me from running this whole fucking sprint and living it up as much as I can. And it, that 
was the best fucking lesson I could have ever taken. Because like when, when you have a family member die or or you lose them in some terrible manner. And for me, I, I just watched my dad just lose everything for a while. Like right now, I'm actually it's been um, it's now been two years on the 15th of his passing. Um, and, and when he died, I mean, he died a couple days before my birthday. He didn't get to see me turn 18, become a man that hurt me. It hurt me that I never was able to hear stories about his life. It hurt me that I had to see him in such a bad light and have such a negative uh, outlook on him. And that fucking, that, that was the best lesson and and those things that I saw from him are the best things I could have taken from that. But in the moment when they pass, like, damn, I can't believe this. You're trying to you're trying to, you know, forge your mental together and 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 put it all in front of you and understand it, cope with it. But like now I look at it two years later, and that was the best fucking thing that Okay, it's not the best thing that could have happened for me. The best thing that could have happened for me is everything sunshine and rainbows, and he's still here, and we're happy, and we're good. But with the circumstances being that what they are, those lessons that I took from that and these experiences are probably the best thing that could have happened to me. Because right after that, man, that year that, that uh, he passed, I, I got this fucking podcast rolling. I got it rolling real fucking quick. And I realized that I, I saw him take a lot of days off. I, I saw him take days off and, oh, you know, I, I couldn't do this today. So I just kind of hung out. But like. When it came to the podcast. I'm thinking you you get this time and it's a straight sprint and you get one go at it. How much time are you willing to waste? And and I realized that there was a, a, probably a fair amount of, of wasted time uh, in, my, in my dad's life, at least in the last half of it. So from that point on, once I coped and, and understood the situation fully and and, and keeled out a bit. I realized that I'm not going to take the time away from myself. Like if you need a day to rest after a week long of workouts, take your rest day, but understand that's a day wasted. Even with this podcast, like I said, you know, I'm, I'm I want to get them out efficiently and I want them to be quality just so I could say I did it. Um, I get really down on myself. And even this past week, you know, my birthday came up and Thanksgiving and, you know, there's football on. I went to the fucking Jets game, which I'll talk about in the podcast coming on tonight um, or in the next coming days or whatever the fuck. Um, but I had stuff going on and it, still in the back of my mind, I'm like, that's a day wasted. That's time wasted. Uh, even on my days off where I'm really fucking tired working two jobs and I come home and I just want to sit on my ass and watch fucking Harry Potter. Uh, I understand that that's a day wasted. So 
with everything you do in your life, the number one things you got to remember, the top two or three things that you got to remember is you cannot let people write your story before they know you. You can't let other people's opinions derive you of doing certain things in your life. And also, don't be complacent. Do not be complacent. If you want something, do it. If you want a podcast, buy the equipment on fucking Cyber Monday. Okay, it's coming up. The deals are out now. Buy your shit. If you want to start painting, start painting. If you want to write that book, sit down and start cranking it out. Eat some fucking mushrooms and think some stuff up. Okay? If you want to make that fucking song and you've got the beat ready and the lyrics ready, but you haven't stood in front of the microphone yet, get in front and fucking spit that shit. Get it off your chest. Just whatever it is, don't wait. Because every day you wait is another day that you're deriving yourself or depriving yourself from either doing it or being great at it. I don't know if this podcast is immaculate. I think it's great because it's mine. And who knows? It might be the best podcast on the planet. And I wouldn't have known that if I didn't start it. Could be the worst podcast on the planet. And I still don't know it. I'll fucking figure it out and then I won't do it anymore or I'll still keep going because it's what I want for myself and I'll work on it. Like, you don't know until you try. And that is how I'll leave it. You don't know until you try. And if you're going to try, don't fucking half-ass it. Don't be, like, think about it like a throughway. Don't be that fucking retard that's tapping on his brake with no one ahead of him. Okay, pedal to the fucking metal. Just go. Do it. And if you're going to do something, if you're going to start fixing fucking computers, if you're going to make you know, baked goods, if you're going to start a fucking clothesline, I don't, I don't give a shit. Do it. And what I'll say, too, is with uh, A. Nagate, who's been uh, really been one of my really good friends as of late, um, he, he was like the last push over the the cliff for me to start this podcast. I had some friends saying I should do it. My girlfriend's saying just do it. And then I, I went to ask him before I had anything. I said, man, would you want to be interviewed? He said, uh, actually, that's a lie. I was going to ask him to be on an interview and be on an episode like we did. And I told him, like, I think I want to start a podcast and I want to interview you. And as I started to say that, he cut me off and he just said, do it. He said, buy the stuff, get it done, get a microphone. I'll send you stuff that I like. And it was like, that was like the moment that that lesson really stuck in my head. Because I always knew that, but I never put the action forth. And, and back to action, speak louder than words. I always said I wanted to do it. I told my friends I wanted to do it. I told my girlfriend, but they got annoyed with it because I never put any fucking action towards it. But then he said, go get your shit and let's start it. And that's a word. So my point is, if you got something you want to do, do it. If you have ambition towards something, put that ambition 100% into it. Put your passion into it. Put your time into it. Um, and don't fuck around, man. Don't fuck around. I know I was saying age is just a concept because it is. It is. But you do only get a certain amount of time, and it's different for everyone. There's people who die at 20. People who die at fucking five years old because of brain cancer. Be fucking grateful that you're not in a wheelchair 
getting your ass wiped by people because you're paralyzed from the neck down. You were fucking born like that. And to those people, there's something that you can have passion for and a reason to keep going. Like, everybody's got a reason. Uh, but be grateful that you are, you're healthy or that you're breathing, you're living, you can talk to people. There's people who are nonverbal. Imagine being in this world not being able to speak or be able to hear or see the fucking things you see every day. I'm very grateful to be a healthy individual. And just be grateful and be kind and do what you can to make the world a better place and to make you a better person. And when you leave here, make sure you're happy with your experiences and and uh, you can say you left a positive impact on a lot of people. Ideally, and what the way I look at my funeral, uh, the Shrek frogs are there. Live and let die. Live and let die. But uh, they're there. And uh, I, I just see coworkers and people that I know that my family doesn't know. Just coming in and say, man, I love Steve. He was a good dude. He made me laugh. I remember this story, that story. That's what I see. I see a lot of um, people coming in that I, I positively affected. And that's uh, that's something that I, I envision for myself. And I, I hope. And that's how I want to leave this earth. That, you know, a lot of people have been positively impacted by me. And that's how you should want to leave, too. Because it's, it's just going to keep spinning, man. This world's going to keep going until eventually there's a black hole made by some Russian scientist in, like, Strasvusia, drinking fucking Smirnoff, beating the shit out of Hopper from Stranger Things. And this fucking world's just going to get sucked into a black hole. Could be tomorrow. So, uh, but at the end of the day, it could be millions of years from now. So th- this world's going to keep going with or without you. So at least be a positive uh, component on this planet, please. And that's where I'm going to leave this. I hope this wasn't crazy long-winded. I hope it was kind of fun for y'all. And I hope you're not uh, snoozing. If you're driving, especially, don't fucking snooze and drive. My buddy, uh, Aiden Adgate, man, told me to fucking meditate. I was meditating and driving. Almost fucking caused a 40-car uh, pileup. So don't do that. Not a good idea. Um, but I hope your Thanksgiving was good. I meant to post a little picture on the Instagram saying happy Thanksgiving, but I was doing Thanksgiving things like watching the Green Bay Packers beat the shit out of the 8-2 and two Lions. Um, and stuffing my fat little fucking face hole with stuffing mashed potatoes and uh and turkey breasts. It's mm, that shit's so fucking good. Dark meat, white meat, ounce color, man. That shit's delicious. Um Yeah, and happy holidays to you. Get your Black Friday shopping done. I just dropped a bag last night, uh, because I just needed to get that shit done. I wait till last minute. Don't do it. Cyber Monday deals are up. Uh, if you're going to start a fucking podcast, go get the Moano caster, man. Shout out Moano. Uh, dope, dope equipment. It's really easy to start shit up and all that stuff's on sale right now. Um, if you have not followed the Instagram, listen, if you haven't followed the fucking Instagram, what I need you to do, okay, it's a very simple process. I need you to put a football helmet on. I need you to put your head down and get into a 40-yard sprinting stance. And I need one of your buddies there with one of them little fucking track guns. To pew. And uh, as soon as that gun goes, 
I need you to run full speed into a into a fucking 2013 Ford Flex going approximately 15 miles an hour so it could shatter your vertebrae and your spine and uh, basically fucking ruin you as a human being if you're not dead from that. Uh, yeah, you got to follow the Instagram. We got clips on there. We're going to have some fun stuff coming up. I keep saying that, but uh, got to get my ass working on it, man. I really do. Um, but yeah, check that out. It shows that you support the uh, the podcast. Follow it on Spotify so you get the notifications when the episodes come out. Sometimes I'd be a little late to um, post that kind of stuff just because, and I got shit going on. I got jobs. I got things to do. Um, thank you for listening. Also, I guess I should say I'm very, I'm very thankful for all of my listeners and my family and my girlfriend. Very thankful. Thank you guys. Um, you guys are fucking dope though. Real shit. Let's get that bitch to 40 followers too. I'd like to get it to 50 before the end of the year. So what that's like 10 followers and let's say the 25th. So how many, how many days are in fucking December 31? So 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36. We got 36, 37, 38, 38 days to get to 50 followers. I think that's 38 days. I'm bad at math. Um, let's get it to 50 followers, man. I want to be more active on it. Uh, and we're going to have some guests on soon. We got some other stuff coming up that's aside from the podcast and other endeavors. And I'm just really excited for the rest of this year. And in the start of next year, it's going to be fucking dope. Um, and we're just going to keep improving, man. Just keep fucking improving. I am going to go fucking make some hot chocolate. I've been wanting some hot chocolate all goddamn day. I'm going to go make some. Uh, thank you for listening again. It's been the fucking old New York. And uh, we'll, we'll see you guys very soon.